Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of the Doing Thing podcast. My name is Philip Macko. I'll be your host today. And as you can see, I am by myself uh, for good reason. Uh, my co-host and dear friend Jason, uh, his birthday was this week, and his brother came to visit. So we want to wish Jason a belated happy birthday. It was a couple days ago. Enjoy that family time, my friend. That's what this is all about. And we miss you, but we'll see you on next week's episode. And it's been an interesting one today. I started recording at least seven different times, and each of those seven different times, a client called or a surprise email popped up, and I had to stop the recording, and I suppose that's a great thing, right? That's what we all wish for. So we're going to do some role-playing in today's session, and I want everyone listening to please imagine that you are either a career counselor or perhaps a family member or dear friend of the person that we're about to talk about and start to think about what advice you might give them in their situation. And let's start with a young lady. And this young lady was recently divorced and struggling financially. In fact, she was on government aid at the time of her story and had a very young baby. And if that weren't challenging enough, it was difficult to meet financial needs. Uh, eventually, they had to, they lost the lease on their apartment, began living out of a car. Very difficult to uh, even put, you know, food in the baby's mouth uh, at a period of time. Um, but this young lady had a dream of becoming an author. And so if you could imagine, she's writing and she creates this 90,000 word novel. And she doesn't have the money to buy a computer. So she writes it on a typewriter and she completes her novel and um, now, you know, enters into the query process. And for those of you who don't know, um, when you've completed a manuscript as an author, um, you then begin to approach agents and publishers, usually agents first, um, and hoping for representation. And what they typically want to see is that your manuscript is complete, that it resonates with them that it doesn't have typos and as importantly that it's going to hit a particular marketer segment. So if you could imagine a 90,000 word document, that's going to be somewhere in the order of 400, 450 pages, give or take, right? She doesn't have money for a computer, nor does she have money to take it to a photocopier. So she literally types about 36 copies of this 450 page document and gets turned down at least 36 times. Living in a car with a young one she can barely afford to feed. Now I wanna ask you as career counselor or family member or dear friend, what would be your advice to her? And let's stick a pen in that one. How about this one? A young man, also coincidentally an author, um, broke, living in a trailer, working multiple jobs, minimum wage jobs, multiple jobs, two and three at a time, as many as he can, just to make ends meet. But he's so poor, he meets the love of his life, they agree to get married, and they actually have to borrow clothes for the wedding. They don't have a telephone because they can't afford telephone service. This aspiring author 
gets over 60 rejections while living in a trailer so poor that they don't have a telephone, while borrowing clothing, uh, working multiple jobs, gets 60 rejections before he gets his first work accepted. It's a short story, and he makes exactly $35. What would your advice be to him? And then lastly, let's step away from the author world for a moment. Let's talk about the entrepreneurial world. And this gentleman, he's 40 years old. Uh, keep that in mind as we talk about the story. He's 40 years old. And in order to make ends meet, uh, after getting fired from a bunch of different jobs, he convinces a gas station owner that uh, he can provide dining services for the folks that come into the gas station. And he literally like lives next door or is adjoined to the building, uh, gas station, whatever. And he cooks out of his own home, out of his living quarters. He's preparing. And when I tell you what he's preparing, I'm hesitant to tell you what he's preparing because you're going to know the end of the story if I do. Um, but he's cooking at a roadside shell station and starts to gain some traction. But then as things do, this is depression era, by the way, as things do, a freeway is built and it literally redirects all that local traffic from a uh, local throughway onto the freeway. And unfortunately, the business has to close. And for the next 10 years, this gentleman perfects his recipe while working a bunch of odd jobs. He ends up having to retire. Um, now he's in his late 50s. Um, and he retires on a $105 a month pension. Um, but still has this dream of perfecting his recipe. What would you say to him? So let's talk about the end of the stories. Um, because we're leading to a point. The divorced young lady on government aid with a baby she could barely feed, couldn't afford a typewriter, typed out 36 copies of a 450-page manuscript, only to get 36 rejections before getting her final first approval. That was J.K. Rawlings, the author of the Harry Potter series, the wildly successful Harry Potter series, the theme park Harry Potter series, the action figure Harry Potter series. And when you think back, when I asked you the question, what would you have said to her? How many of you, you know, you don't have to raise your hand because I can't see you, but how many of you would have said, listen, I know you have a dream, but you have bills to pay. Go pay those bills, right? J.K. Rollins is a billionaire. I think she's the first author billionaire ever in the entire world who lived in her car and was so committed to her craft that she typed out 36, 450-page documents. Can you imagine? Um, the young man who was broke living in a trailer. Let's talk about him. And just to refresh, um, working two and three jobs at a time, borrowing clothes for his wedding, uh, first story sells for $35, probably enough to, you know, pick up food for a few days. Stephen King. Stephen King. Literally, Stephen King, it's interesting. 
he got so many rejection letters. He used to have, um, and I relate to this so much as an author in the query phase myself. He used to have a clipboard you can imagine on his wall, and he would print out the rejection letters or take, in, that, in this case, I apologize, it was uh, mail at that time. So he'd get mailed these letters, these rejection letters, and he put them in the clipboard. But he got so many of them that the clipboard couldn't stretch far enough to hold them. And he, he like nailed a stake into the wall and just kept collecting these rejection letters. Stephen King, right? So let's talk about the entrepreneur. You know, selling out of the gas station, trying to perfect his recipe. This man, and by the way, you're going to know who it is when I say this, but he was perfecting a pressure-cooked chicken recipe. So imagine you might have a thought or two about where this story is going. Um, <clears throat> imagine this. For a series of years, he lived in his car, he slept in his car, and literally went restaurant to restaurant trying to sell his recipe and got over a thousand rejections before the first person agreed to partner with him. And that, of course, is Colonel Sanders. And that's the origin story of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So why are we talking about these things? Um, look, we live in exceptional times, and we all face our own version of challenges, whatever they may be. And they may be imminent, immediate, and right now, or they might reflect on concerns for the future. But whatever they are, we all face those things, right? And it's so critical during these exceptional times to have hope, to have a vision for something you want to achieve in the future. But hope isn't enough. If J.K. Rowling simply had hope, maybe she wouldn't have typed out those 36 copies. And instead, you know, maybe it was sent out 10 or 12, and maybe it would have quit before she got her first acceptance, and the world would have been de deprived of this incredible story. Um, Frankly, I, my family and I, we watch uh, Harry Potter usually every Christmas season, right? Because that's just what you do. Um, imagine if Stephen King would have just stopped writing and just worked out jobs the rest of his life. And I don't know if you, know, you enjoy the thriller genre and if you're a fan of Stephen King's work, but there's no questioning how brilliant a writer he is. Imagine the world being deprived of that talent had he given up. And he looked at that stack of rejections and maybe one of us as his career counselor or family member or friend just said, hey, seriously, dude, look at your wall. Look where you're living. Look how you're living. It's time to make a change, right? Colonel Sanders, a thousand rejections. And now, you know, it's an international brand, we all know. Um, so hope for something better is important. And it's uh, a powerful elixir, but hope is not enough. It requires perseverance, persistence, the unwillingness to quit. No matter what the world tells you, if you believe that you have something of value that you need to bring to the world, then by God, you've got to bring that to the world, regardless of where you're at, what's happening. Because you know what? Like we talked about in our last session, sometimes you're right at that one yard line and you just don't know it. And all it takes is one or two more steps, and you're over the edge. So that's the message for today's session is hope is important. Hope is powerful. 
hope is what leads us to believe that tomorrow can be better than today. But it requires us to commit ourselves to the path that we're after and to really, with dogged determination, pursue the goals that we have. And if you're willing to do that, and you will not quit regardless of what happens, you know what? Pretty good chance you're gonna achieve what you set out to achieve. Um, that is today's session. I've enjoyed talking to you all. I hope you do as well. And please share this, especially if you know somebody who needs that little ounce of encouragement. I hope today's session was exactly that. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.